from Montgomery Bell Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. We're kicking off season two of Here on the Hill with an episode about Frankenstein. The novel Frankenstein is MBA's all-school read for this year. And the play Frankenstein is the first theater production of MBA's 2021 school year. In this interview, librarian Jane McMahon speaks with C.H. Henry and Thomas Peterson, two of the cast members of the fall production of Frankenstein. I'm Jane McMahon, and I'm here with C.H. Henry and Thomas Peterson, both current seniors at MBA and both starring in MBA's fall production of Frankenstein, based on the novel by Mary Shelley. C.H. plays Victor Frankenstein, and Thomas plays the nameless creation Victor brings to life. So first, I'd really like to know, how did each of you get started in the theater program at MBA? Like maybe you can tell us a little bit about the first production you remember participating in here? That's a good question. C.H., you want to start first? Sure. Um, Yes, so I mean, in my last school, I really started like musical theater out from like a really young age. And I just kept continuing it when I moved over to MBA in ninth grade. And I guess my first production was Footloose. Uh, and that was, that was fun. It was a big production to just jump into, and I had a great time with it. But um, after that, then there was like uh, my first straight show, which was like no uh, music or dancing or any of that, and that was Animal Farm. And so then I just kind of went on like a little roll, and I don't know, I got into different things. Theater led me into like mock trial, um, just different areas. Yeah. Well, I started at St. Paul in like fifth grade. Uh, a friend of mine recommended doing the show, and I was a little hesitant. I was like, well, I don't know if this is kind of my crowd. don't think I'd really enjoy this. So I guess um, it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the fifth grade show. Definitely classic, of course. So I auditioned, was really nervous, and then I got Charlie Bucket, which is kind of hard to believe because he plays the little guy. And I actually had some high pipes then, so it's going to hit those high notes that he had. Right. Um, and then after that show, it kind of made me realize, well, hey, this is actually kind of fun, and I might enjoy this. So then did sixth grade with St. Paul, then went on to the middle school musicals with Mr. or middle school plays with Mr. Barry, seventh and eighth grade, and then met this guy right here during Footloose, and I think that was really the first time that we kind of started developing like the chemistry I feel like that we have between each other in the show, um, and so it's just kind of been a snowball from there. Okay, um, well, Thomas, um, you play the creature. That's right in this production, and when I was discussing the novel Frankenstein with some students this summer, we considered whether the creature is actually human Mm -hmm. or not, or somewhere in between. And so is that something you kind of had to decide for yourself when you were preparing to play this role? I definitely think that was something that I had to think about. Um, So one of the main conflicts of the show is discovering who is the monster. Is it Frankenstein? Victor Frankenstein, or is it his nameless creature? And um, when I first was trying to learn how to play the role, I decided, well, I might take this really monster approach to it and kind of do like the low voice type of little deep <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, as like I read through the scripts a little bit more, I started to realize like Cowpo's adaptation is a little bit more like Frankenstein, or the the monster is really really human, and he ends up 
getting so human to the point that he's more human than Victor. Um, and so the whole show begins with Victor Frankenstein stopping it, starting as like this normal human going to college with a girlfriend, soon to be wife. And then there's Frankenstein that starts, the, or the monster that starts at the bottom, having nothing learned. He's just like a kid in, in his mind and hasn't really learned anything. So he's kind of just this little thing, if it makes any sense. But as the, the play continues, uh, Frankenstein's health starts to decline in his mind and physically. Frank, and the monster starts to learn a little bit more and a little bit more until the very end. You've got Victor, so kind of a little bit weak. And on the edge, right? <laughs> yes. And then you've got the monster who is at peak of his mental health. So it's just an interesting kind of contradiction. Yeah, I think one of the really interesting contradictions that kept this story so relevant and interesting for you know a couple of hundred years mm, Absolutely. Uh, now, C.H., looking at the role of Victor, so the first time I read the novel Frankenstein, I was a college student, and so not much older than the character of Victor. But I have to admit that every time I revisit this story, I kind of have maybe less and less sympathy for Victor. Like maybe at one point I thought, oh, he's this brilliant student, and you know he never could have predicted the terrible effects of, of what he was doing. But I guess maybe on my last reading, I saw him as more reckless and maybe even kind of selfish. And he's interesting, I think, either way. But I'm kind of curious just how you feel about him as a person. Yes, well, I agree. I think he wants to really test the limits of what he can do. He wants to push the limits of science. And it's not really about him gaining power himself. It's just about being able to kind of replicate um, what a god figure would be able to do. Uh, he wants to be his own god figure. Um, and so I, I think that Victor, I agree. I think, yes, he's reckless with it. Um, but I think he's just really, his curiosity kind of leads him just to do um, kind of unbelievable things. He really just wants to push the limits. And, I mean, he ends up regretting all of it in the end. But um, I don't know. I think it's a, I mean, it's an interesting concept, really, just that, uh, I mean, I think it's one of the themes of the novel is just being able, what is the limits of what science is able to accomplish? And, I mean, we're still trying to figure that out in today's modern world. Uh, so I think it's still uh, very significant to modern times. And um, I don't know, that's an interesting contradiction. Now, uh, when the National Theater in London did a production of Frankenstein back in, I think it was 2011, Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller played Victor and the Creature, only, as far as I know, I think they actually alternated roles for different right. performances. And that made me curious if at any point you two had maybe thought, like, oh, I would really like it my shot at playing Victor. Or, like, if I were the creature, maybe I would do it a little bit this way. So any interest in maybe, you know, reversing roles if there were a future production or if you ever are maybe in a different production of Frankenstein in the yeah. future? Thomas's scars are really cool. <laughs> I, I kind of wish I had some so cool, cool scar makeup. Yeah, it's like a little cross that goes right across my forehead. It's really, really cool. Yeah. But um, I would say that um, that's an interesting question because um, – those two roles are very similar. Like at first you think, oh, there's a creator, and then you've got a creature. How can like a human and a creature be so similar? But as you go through the script, you realize they're not so different. They're pretty similar to each other. Um, and so I feel like 
we've rehearsed it enough where we could probably swap roles and just be able to say each other's lines. Up, I can pick up some of your lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if Dr. Fuller wants to do that, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, MBA has an incredible arts department, you know, visual arts, performing arts, and uh, a great long tradition of all the productions in the theater program. So I don't know if either of you are planning on pursuing theater post-MBA next year after you graduate in 2021, um, but even if you never set foot on a stage again, is there any life lesson you'll take away from your experience in the arts at MBA, whether it's theater, music, or anything else? It's a really good question. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead, sorry. Um, so I guess theater has taught me um, some of the most important public speaking skills I would have ever learned. And I feel like, as CH said, that theater opened the door for him for mock trial and things like that. Places where you have to speak in front of a large crowd or things like that, it, you, you have the ability to do so instead of like freezing up because you've done theater and have experience in doing that. And I feel like it also, uh, personally, I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, and theater has kind of allowed me to like open up and feel more confident, if that makes any sense. Um, and so gaining that confidence, even in the smallest things like meeting new people, it, I think it's allowed me the confidence to just go out and like shake hands with them. Well, before COVID, shake hands with them. But um, it's, I feel like that's an important skill is gaining the confidence to talk to other people and um, speaking out. Great. Um, CH, yes. what about you? Um, well, I'm, I'll be taking it into college. I'll be, um, I want to major in musical theater, uh, partly in my double major. But um, yeah, so I think theater as a whole, um, like what you were saying, how you can kind of play different roles. Different roles, because I mean, I try to be like a good student. I'm trying to be like a gentleman, scholar, athlete kind of. But um, <laughs> I think that mainly you want to try out different roles. It's fine to sometimes just be like a, a murderer. You know, um, you can kind of go out of your, your way to be somebody else completely different. And uh, you can't do that anywhere else except for theater. So I think that, I mean, it's really valuable uh, to be able to do that. And also partly um, connecting to the audience is one of my favorite things to do. Because uh, we haven't been able to do it this year because of uh, COVID. But um, what we used to do for every single musical, we would go over to Park Manor and we would sing some of the uh, musical show tunes for them. And they would really enjoy it. Um, so I think really connecting to the audience in that way, maybe even on like a personal level, is really valuable. Uh, and that's probably one of my favorite parts of it, actually. And going off of that, it's, I mean, as, as CH said, it's kind of like music is, that connects people. It's kind of like a theme that brings people together. And um, through theater and musical theater, um, you're able to bond with people on a different level because of music. And I don't know what it is about music. I love it. But it just connects everyone. And it's amazing. It's just such an amazing thing to watch. Well, gentlemen, um, thank you for your time today. I know a lot of people are really excited to see this production of Frankenstein. And I wish you both the best in the rest of your senior year at FBA. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Here on the Hill. For more information about our school, including upcoming admissions and alumni events, please visit montgomerybell.edu. To contact our podcast team, please email hereonthehillpodcast at montgomerybell.edu. That's here with an E-A-R. 
Thanks for listening. Go Big Red.